This is Jennifer Maness with Esoterica, storytelling that goes beyond the extraordinary. Today my story explores part two of three, Until Something Better Comes Along. After my first-hand experience of stress run rampant, I concluded that a reevaluation of my career, i.e. my life, was in order. But what did that mean? What else could I do? Then I remembered Joyce. Joyce was a friend from work, of course, who decided to make some life-altering changes after taking an extended family vacation, during which time she read The Secret. She shared a similar situation at work. She was upper management and made great money. She owned a fabulous house, drove a fancy car, had a nice collection of designer handbags, and she too was single, lonely, stressed, and exhausted. One night, we went to dinner where she announced her plan to quit her job and move back to her hometown, Des Moines, Iowa. She set her intention on pursuing her writing and finding a husband. Six months later, her house sold, and she did exactly that. She moved into an exposed brick loft condominium in downtown Des Moines, registered for a graduate writing course at the university, and started speed dating. By the end of that summer, she was engaged to be married. Before Joyce moved away, she gave me a gift, the secret audiobook. In my car, Starbucks latte in hand, I listened to this muckety-muck that helped change Joyce's entire life path. Her situation was so drastically changed that I decided to give some of the secrets ideas a test run. I made my first vision board. I pulled out old issues of coastal living and set to clipping photographs and meaningful word snippets. I found photographs of friends laughing over goblets of wine and steaming lobsters at an outdoor dining table, pine trees lining a rocky coast, a shingled oceanside cottage, surrounded by a picket fence adorned with roses, a handsome man holding a puppy, an oversized blue box from Tiffany's. My vision board sat propped on my dresser, staring at me for a few awkward weeks. Eventually, I moved the board to a less prominent position in the guest bedroom. Life continued, status quo, the vision board soon forgotten. Months went by, and work, if possible, became even more hectic. I felt like a wild animal caught in a trap ready to chew my own leg off if it meant to escape from my current circumstance. I called my parents to garner sympathy and to discuss various job hunting options. Where would I want to live? What company would I want to work for? For days I fantasized about dropping a resignation letter on my boss's desk. Just thinking of it left me feeling lighter. Not once had I quit a job without a follow-up plan in place. On a Friday afternoon, just before 5 o'clock, the VP of my department called me into her office, where she excitedly shared all the plans she had after attending a strategic planning meeting. She had written up a draft of the next year's schedule, and as I viewed it, my gut clenched. There was no possible way I could continue this pace for another year. Then it hit me. Nobody was looking out for me but me. Nobody cared I was overworked, underappreciated, stressed, and exhausted. I was just a cog in a wheel. They would use me until I burned out, and when the time came, they would replace me with someone else. That time, I knew with certainty, would come soon. This is part two of three. Until something better comes along, I'm Jennifer Manus for Esoterica. Thanks for listening.